We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sir. The Warriors have won a road game. The Warriors American. are 3-0 on road games off of American soil this season. <laughs> wow. No win in Japan, win, win in Toronto. Um, just uh, just, just uh, not the 50 states, you know. <laughs> Other than that, um, I thought they looked really good tonight. Before we get to this, you are joining the Pacific Catch post-game show and andy we're recording this 6 p.m do you know what i ordered on doordash for dinner oh, tonight? oh hit me hit me hit me i may or may i got some hot nudes um <laughs> I, i'm pretty hyped on it because doordash says it's gonna arrive in 10 to 20 minutes so oh you haven't you know, had it yet wow no i haven't it's it's 6 p.m you know early game on a sunday uh I'm not I'm, I know you think I'm old, but I'm not a 5 p.m. dinner guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. My uh, <laughs> my parents have always done 5 p.m. I had it yesterday. Uh, super hungover. It's actually great hangover food. I realize because it's um it's just no frills and it's a it's a lot of volume, uh, and it's good. So shout out to Pacific Catch. I uh, drink way that too always, much on Friday night. That always gets me with Pacific Catch is like the portions are legit. You know how sometimes you order from places and you're like, dude. <sighs> Yeah, this yeah. I, I get. Yeah, th- sure. This is a bowl. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. a bowl like this, but like you know, <laughs> it's like a legit like I. I mean, if I'm starving, I could finish it, but like usually yeah. it's leftover type of stuff. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, yep. let's get to it. Thank you to our friends at Pacific Catch. Warriors win one twenty six one ten. Toronto Raptors. Not gonna lie to you. In my head, all I was thinking about was what you were saying about how if Draymond Green. Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole step up. They're going to be fine without number 30. And, you know, Friday night, quad, quad soreness, Clay chucking. Uh, Poole wasn't terrible on Friday, but, you know, yep. tonight, tonight the vision came together. It was the uh, perfect ver- version of the Warriors that you can imagine without Steph Curry. I thought that, um, Steph, Jordan Poole essentially was Steph Curry tonight. Clay Thompson wasn't crazy, and Draymond Green kind of played like a madman. Like he came out shooting like 
He came out making three threes, not shooting. He came out making three threes in a row. So um, all in all, I thought successful. To me, what this team felt like is they, they needed this. They didn't need like a like a nail biter game. I think if they had won a nail biter game, I think you and I would sit here pretty. I think I wouldn't be impressed. They needed this blowout win. They needed a game where they were just demonstratively better than the other team and better than them on the road. And I I saw a Toronto team that I think may have worse vibes than the Warriors. <laughs> and uh, now I yeah. feel great about the Warriors after this game. Now I feel that they're in a good spot. We got a special guest to talk a little Raptors coming up in like 10 or so minutes. But yeah, um, I agree with you. They needed a game where it was low stress. They just played in the flow the whole way. Like Draymond set the tone. I mean, three straight threes to start a game. Um, I felt like I was in 2016 with Draymond again there. Obviously, he didn't, you know, keep making threes, but aggressive all night. Uh, this is this is my favorite version of Draymond. Where he's just when he's just active on offense and then just engaged on defense. Seventeen nine and five. Can't really uh, ask for more from there. And I also like let, let's talk Clay real quick before before we get to the the bigger stuff. Like Clay only took fourteen shots tonight, but I, I feel like that's perfect because he he played in the flow of the off. He wasn't trying to force it. Like Friday against Philly was quintessential steps out i need to be the man uh and and i don't think that's that's not who clay is anymore and that's not who the warriors need him to be like yes steph is the best player and they're going to be limited without him but they probably have enough offensive firepower for for clay to just he, he doesn't need to force it is my thing a little frustrating when he does it too right because i mm-hmm. think at this point it's it's very much you should know what you're going to be good at and what you shouldn't be doing and you feel like he got better at that after the beginning of the season. He's still doing things like what he did against Philadelphia. So, I mean, that's who Clay is. We've gotten used to it. The problem is, I think the further along we go into the season, is last season's kind of comeback and the playoff run, was that kind of just a mirage? Was that actually just him maybe playing off adrenaline and playing off pride? Like, did did he just tap into something there that he may not get to again, especially in the regular season. I'm not sure, but if you can scale it back like he did today, like you just said, that's effective for the Warriors because they have a guy that they actually need to shoot 20-plus times a game, especially with Steph out. And he can do that for a month straight. We saw him do that last season. They're going to need him to do that, and he did it tonight. So, yeah, to Clay's point, is we they, they need him to guard Siakam. They need him to guard Scotty, Scotty Barnes. They need him to guard those guys and then figure out the shooting stuff later and not – try to give them 30 points every night they don't really need that as much as they can get from from other people yeah they don't need the 2015 16 20 shots come hell or high water clay thompson they need clay who if he's feeling it might get he might get 40 uh but if he's if he's just playing in the flow because someone else is feeling it and it's like 12 shots he hits five or six of them gets 15 points that's much better than the um uh, you know, I, I I have to be I have to be Kobe because Steph's out and take twenty five shots and like get it to me in the mid range and that sort of stuff. Like, um, and and it's clear Clay kind of waffles back and forth with like trusting the younger guys uh, versus like feeling the responsibility to take over the game. Uh, but at least for tonight, this is this is perfect. I, I don't need I don't need more. He's a he's a less is more player a lot of the time, right? Pretty much all the time at this point in his career, <laughs> unless he's on, unless he's on fire, really yeah. it is what it is. Unless he's on fire, and we'll 
safety. Um, he's still not playing back-to-backs. They have a couple back-to-backs coming up here. They have one literally this week, so I doubt he plays that. Um, it's a big game. We'll get into the preview stuff, but Tuesday night's a big game, man, and it's a super winnable game in New York against the Knicks. So, Yeah. All right. Let's get to our, our Chase Cashback Player of the Week. Lightyear's pod presented by Chase Freedom. So I feel like it's only right that this week's Chase Cashback Player of the Week is Jordan Poole. Career high tonight, 43 on 14 for 23 literally doing kind of a mini step impression there minus like the 38 footers tonight. And uh, that's following up what was, I thought a solid second half in Philly. Uh, I thought he, he was a little slow in that first game without Steph, but he came really around into it and he's playing excellent. And the Warriors need him to, because they're going to be without Steph Curry for a few weeks, uh, maybe two to three, maybe longer. And they need the Jordan Poole they got last year to step up. That's your Chase Freedom Cashback Player of the Week. Uh, the thing with Jordan Poole this season has been fascinating because he's been objectively terrible at times, uh, playing the way playing the way I think they wanted him to play, leading a young group of rookies or, or young guys. And then he's been amazing like he was tonight when you just put him in the role that he was in last season and you just say, hey, go go score the ball. Go try your best on defense, but we've got enough guys around you. They threw Dante, Clay, Looney, and Draymond out there tonight on defense. We'll put some players around you so you don't have to kill yourself on defense. But go go get buckets, man. And he, he could have had a 50 ball tonight if he had just made some more threes at the end. But, but really, he took over the game. And it wasn't just a, hey, I'm going to score 15 points in five minutes. It was every single quarter. He was great. Didn't turn the ball over. It wasn't There wasn't any dumb turnovers. He wasn't dribbling the ball out of bounds like he's normally done all, all, day, all, all day. And I think part of that is part of that is Steph no out. carries. Although, you know, he no carry. Although, well, <laughs> you know, you know me. You can go back to the old pods. I always talk about him carrying. People don't like it, but um, they just they just never called it, which they shouldn't because nobody calls it. Um, Andy, Andy, James Naismith over here. I am, uh, I, I, dude, I, people were mad at me last year when I was like, dude, you guys know this dude is just abs- absurdly carrying the ball. It's not like, it's not even John, John wooden uh, disciple, Andy Lou. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting, man. So anyway, um, with Steph out, it, things make a lot more sense. Clay stops chucking says, says you go handle the rock. Draymond and him has the same connection really that Steph and, Steph and Draymond have, so they look like they play better together. I, it's just, it's so weird. I like it. I think they needed him to step up probably the most out of those three guys, and he has, and uh, they've got about a month left of him. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. This has been, it's been such a weird Jordan Poole year. It's nice to see him uh, um, explode like he did tonight. What do you think of the fact that, uh, you know, Poole's played back-to-back efficient scoring games without Steph? Um, and he went on a little run when Steph went down last year. Do you think there's anything to that? Is Steph ruining him? Is is Steph the new LeBron here where no one else can go off if he's if he's in his element? <laughs> I think I think the Steph dream uh, the Steph Poole and Clay lineups probably don't make that much sense anymore. I think there's a place for it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it makes that much sense. It was cool last season, I think, down the stretch too, when it was exploding, but it's too much of Steph. You're gonna have to take a back seat. 
and then th- there's too much of let's go get Clay involved to the detriment of Jordan Poole, and then there's too much of we just don't have enough defensive players on the floor. So I right. think all that combined, I don't think you can play all those three guys at once. Maybe until unless Clay is a lot better, or Jordan Poole just plays like he does tonight. Like end of the day, it's those two guys that have been piss poor and multiple right. and multiple times this season. Like it's inconsistent not is the best way to put Incon- it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe if all those guys are playing well, sure, that's fine. Like you just have three guys that nobody can guard because they can shoot the lights out. But um, I think it's just so much easier for someone like Jordan Poole when he can just say, well, it's my show. So I'm going to be comfortable making decisions. I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about passing it back to Clay or passing it back to Steph or like it's just it's just me and I can do what I want. He's pretty damn good. Yeah. And it's kind of been a thing when Clay sat also. Pool's gone off when he plays next to Steph. So I think the overarching thing is like the three of them together, there's always kind of an odd man out. And it's it's not even – I don't even think it's a, a terrible thing. It's just like they have a hard time finding rhythm with that much firepower in the backcourt. When one of them sits, it's a little easier for Jordan Poole to find his space. Um, Long term, they got to figure it all out together. But I, I really do think that's what it comes down to. It's like when Clay sat earlier in the season, Poole had a 36 point game. Why? You plugged him in. You didn't have to worry about feeding uh, Clay. And it was just kind of Steph doing his thing, Poole doing his thing, and it worked. Um, with Steph's out, Poole gets to be the lead option. Clay does his thing. It works. When it's all three of them, there's always someone who just doesn't get enough touches to find rhythm. Not always, but that's kind of what it comes down to. Yep. I think I think so. Um, and it's it's they need a uh, they need a uh, Wiggins back to help that. Dante's been been the guy picking up the slack. He's been the guy that's in the in the Wiggins role right now. He looks, dude. He looks incredible. So uh, such a such a Warriors that guy back. such a Warriors player. Like I like the Dante signing when they got him, and it's playing out ex- to the best of my expectations because he's he's one of those guys who does a little bit of everything and kind of stays within himself, right? Like just. You know, we want the Warriors to trade for Alex Caruso. He's not as good as Caruso, but it's kind of the same type of thing where it's like he can you can run some offense through him. He'll hit a couple shots. He's willing to defend. He gets a bunch of loose balls. It just does all these things that kind of contribute to winning and making your better players yeah. um, go off. So uh, it's, it's when cool was the last time? When was the last time we saw him make a bet a dumb play? We don't see it. We just don't True. see it from someone like him. It's simple yeah. as that sometimes. Yeah, he's um he's he's playing excellent. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, Andy, I got a special guest for you uh, oh. because you do not get enough uh, Esfandiari in your life. I'm bringing a second one up here. Uh, S. Oh. Uh, yeah. What's I, I going mean, on, yeah? What are the odds I, I could find another uh, Esfandiari? I know, I know. <laughs> I That's it. crazy. I love it. I've only I've only met maybe like one other Esfandiari, by the way. So this is this is always a pleasure, I guess. I've I've met many people with the last name Esfandiari outside oh, of really? the family. Just to be clear, that's yeah. it goes without saying. <laughs> um, but I've I've never met someone with the first name. So nice. pleasure. How do I? Uh, what do I contribute your work to these days? You're, you're, you're bouncing around. I don't know where you're at now. Yeah, no, I'm i I'm at SDPN sports, uh, Steve dangle podcast network. So that's what I'm, that's where I'm located for the light years listeners who don't know us. He is, uh, Toronto based and kind of one of my lead Raptor follows here. And let's start with this. Uh, we think the vibes with the warriors are bad. And then yeah, watch the Raptors. We watch the Raptors, and, and those are some those are some negative vibes. So, um, <laughs> give us kind of what is going on with Toronto. Give, just give us a little bit of a man. How much time y'all got? Um, <laughs> it's not good right now. And honestly, I heard I saw Andy's tweet about it earlier, where it's like the vibes actually do look worse. And yes, they kind of do look bad right now. Um, they're losers of five in a row. They have been injured and decimated with injuries, but that doesn't really matter towards how they look right now because, I mean, you guys saw it tonight. The the effort was just poor on defense. They were letting, like, straight line drive consistently for pool. Even Clay Thompson got downhill a couple times. Like, when you're at that point, you know that the defensive effort is just not there. And it's the it's the consistency aspect. Like, they just have not been able to get any type of consistency from their roster. On top of that, they've had a shooting woe. They're they're down to like 29th in three-point shooting this season, uh, right below or right above the Los Angeles Lakers, which is very, very telling. Um, and it, it's just it's a combination of things, man. Injuries with the shooting slumps, with some kind of like bumps in the road for their young guys that they expected to take some leaps, and they have not got out to the right start. It, you're right. The vibes are not very good. I, KLC just dropped a tweet saying the Raptors need to blow it up. So... <laughs> Yeah. I saw that one. He's got a which is which is Wembenyama for every team. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say how did got, how did the man get a Raptors one? one? Yeah. We got that one two days ago. I saw I saw the Steph and Steph and Wemby Photoshop. 
I no, no, we're not. We're not talking about it. Um, <laughs> this is great timing, by the way. This is great timing, not for you because the Raptors are terrible. And, and actually, I, I've been watching them a little bit this season, and they're one of the hardest watches. Uh, they were one of my favorites the last few years. They've become slowly become one of my worst watches because offensively, I don't. They just don't have a plan. It's just very yeah. ISO heavy for a team that doesn't have great offensive players. But really, as Warriors fans, the question is. Do you actually think Masai Ujiri is going to trade guys at the trade? Do you think he will move your Gary Trent Juniors and your your maybe uh, we don't care about MVV, but uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, <laughs> Oja right, Ananobi yeah. would yeah. be a great fit? Like, do you think there's a shot that those guys will they're, get moved? Their entire roster is Warriors type players. So yeah, yeah I mean, obviously they, not fit any of those guys Scottie, in, but, but you know. yeah, sure. no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I think it depends on the player. Uh, I would imagine that Scotty isn't a guy who will be involved in trades. Uh, I imagine that OG is also a guy who that will not be involved in trades just because he's 25 years old. They probably want to match him with the Scotty timeline and develop if that's the way they want to go. Um, and when it comes to Pascal, it also is tough to see them moving him unless there is a pretty big return. So look, if the asking price is there, I don't, I don't think they would, you know, kind of like second guess themselves but if the offer is right i assume and and let's be real like their schedule they have coming up in the next month is tough it's not a good schedule they could continue to slide and maybe they get a little bit more desperate that way and you see them you know kind of get more aggressive or, or maybe, more they're, maybe they're 20 and 33 or something like that in sure. like a month yeah yeah and and they just kind of look to sell a little bit more but the two guys that that seem more plausible in that scenario you guys were talking about is Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet just because their contracts are coming up and money's getting tight. They're not going to pay luxury tax money for this team, which what the, it, which is what they're doing right now. So it's probable that Gary is traded. I think I think I would put the probability at about like 90% that Gary Trent Jr. Wow. gets traded. Um, but I would when it comes to Fred Van Vliet, I think that depends on, you know, what you guys just said, how far they slide. If they slide a lot, then yes, I could I could see them being like, okay, maybe we retool yeah. around too, a Pascal, Scotty, whatever, right? So it's too bad that neither guy is a good fit for the Warriors. <laughs> then yeah. in that case, because that sucks because they don't need a Fred Van Vliet and they definitely don't need, in my opinion, a Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. I, I know Chucker. those rumors came up a little bit right before. Uh, I don't yeah, know yeah, I, I saw that one like a, it might have been a month ago. The Warriors are talking about Gary Trent Jr. And I do know that they liked him. Uh, in the draft, I want to say it was the draft that they took Jacob Evans. So, um, right. you know, probably should have probably should have went the other way on that <laughs> one. Uh, but anyway, like, yeah, it's, I, I can't see a scenario where there's a trade that makes sense. Just we start looking at contracts and who the Warriors yeah. would have to cobble together. And like he's they need a front court player, not a, you know, uh, another like de facto want to be clay thompson you know like that sort of thing so well I'll, I'll say this i think they're if they end up doing one of those let's just see what we can get for everybody type of sales let's re re-gut and kind of mm -hmm. like move and figure out what we can do i can see guys like chris boucher and thad young getting available um, that, and, maybe, that, that and yeah that maybe piques your interest a little bit more if you're a warriors fan yeah yeah those are not like the so like the the popular name is like Jakob Pertl, uh, obviously, because it's it's very easy to see how he could slide into doing like what Bogut used to do for the Warriors and everything there. But um, we don't know if he's actually going to get traded. But yeah, like someone like 
Boucher, like he would undoubtedly help the Warriors front line because after Looney and Draymond, what do they have? I mean, you watch them tonight. They're no Wiseman minutes until garbage time. And um, Kuminga noticeably got pulled after his first stint. He's actually been playing 20 plus minutes a game for the last month. Um, I thought he had a good, I thought he had a good stint, honestly, in that second quarter. Like he kind of gave them life a little bit, but he took a couple bullshit mid range shots and Steve, and that's what got very, um, you know, he thought he thought he was, he thought he was KD like for a second. I don't don't know. He was was feeling himself for a second. And I I think it's unfair, but they wouldn't buy 20. So I'm not going to argue against results. Right. Um, yeah, it is what it is, but yeah, he's been good. He's been good. He's a guy that, um, I mean, maybe even OG Autonobi is a good comp for him where, um, like OGs, I, I love OG. I've kind of like always watched him because he's one of those wing guys that kind of can't dribble but can kind of score but is really good defensively. I think I know Raptors yeah. fans call him one of the best wing defenders, if not like defensive player o- of the year. OG and hype. Wiggins are pretty like pretty similar in a, in a lot of ways there. So yeah, it's just, it's just Wiggins I, has Wiggins has like the natural scoring ability. He yeah. had it at the beginning of his career versus OG is trying to like build up towards that. Which, which Kaminga is... doesn't have either, right? Kaminga right. doesn't have natural scoring ability. So yeah. and and I think it's it's Kaminga bigger than OG. I don't even know. Like that that's a good I think trajectory for Kaminga to get to. Where if you tell me Kaminga is going to be one of the better defensive players in the NBA, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, when he gets to OG's age, which is you said twenty five, so that's what five more years for for Kaminga, four more years. It's it's feasible yeah. to see that being the case. Do you guys do you guys get more excited when he, I mean, obviously forty one points, forty three points from Pool. Like this gives you a little bit more. Does this give you op like a, a sense of optimism? You kind of have a little bit more faith now in what this team could be this season because I know there's been a lot of doom and gloom also <laughs> on the Warriors front. I personally get more excited when Kuminga plays well because um, even if Poole's been inconsistent, uh, I have faith that he can at least be a six-man of value. Um, I'm very comfortable with the Warriors starting lineup. It's yeah. a question of what kind of – what can they get from the bench and specifically uh, players who are asked to fill like roles that like Gary Payton, the second auto Porter guys who played in the playoffs last year filled. So like Dante kind of excites me, but more so Kuminga because I keep going back to it. It's like, man, it's, there's just not a lot of front court, consistent front court play outside of their main guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. You know, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about it. Like what is, what is the one player that the Warriors would desperately want from the Raptors. It's OG, right? It's without a doubt OG. Like that's the guy, right? That you guys would would want if you I mean, had I your love, pick of the litter. I love Siakam, but it, yeah, fair he's enough. he's also he's also a star and any any move to get Siakam's like just radically changing the team. It's like, yeah, trade Draymond and stuff for him. It's like, well, they're no longer the war. It's a whole different thing. So yeah. Yeah. You, you th- would you would plop OG into the Warriors lineup and he'd be just elite tomorrow. He, yeah, but then like the, the but it's not like what do you give up if you're the Warriors? Like you'd right. have to give up yeah. Mikuminga at the very least, and then and Wiseman then, and Kuminga, and then Wiseman Kuminga, and right? And then, honestly, shit, I, honestly, I do it. Like it, it all, doesn't phase me. All three of it. them, um, all three of them, one cobbles together the salary to match it. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, hey, it, it speaking of the me. comments. Speaking of the comments, Otto Porter Jr. The man has stubbed his toe last month and is going to be out for. A couple of months so appreciate you guys for that thank you <laughs> it is funny because like i've I've spent a lot of time being like man they should have just kept auto and it's like 
they, I don't know if keeping him makes him more healthy than he is right now. It's just guys like you, you want the 28 year old version of Otto in perpetuity coming off of the bench. And maybe yeah. that's just unrealistic. Maybe, maybe that was part of the decision. Actually, I, I'm pretty confident that was part of the decision with letting him go where it's like, not really sure. I trust his body to hold up. Well, he, he was breaking down last season. I mean, with the, it's not like he was barely, right barely got to the finish line. He was there. hanging yeah. on by a thread. I mean, GP2s hasn't even touched the floor this season. He's been out with a, I don't know, a weird core injury. So it just it's it's been a yeah it's been a shit show. But the Raptors look much worse. Like they they look yeah. like a team that that's about ready to give up. And I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what you can do there. Um, because it, it feels like to me they need a play, they need a ball handler like a guard ball handler to to start that offense. Another thing, another thought I had, another thought I had about the Raptors, I know we're kind of going on tangent here before we, we got to go back to Warrior stuff, Sam, but la- I guess the last thought for me is why the hell would you not trade <laughs> Scotty Barnes for KD? Like what are we doing <laughs> here, man? <laughs> hey, I mean, I look. Said it at the time. You're right. I said it you're at right. the time. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is fine. He's a good player. He'll be in the league for 15 years. He might make two All-Star games. Come on. Andy, you Andy, you act like you haven't looked at your mentions when you when you talked about trading the kids <laughs> for a KD. You know how it goes, dude. It, you know a boat's yeah. a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. The mystery man. box, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? Like, like to your point, the career that Scotty would have to have to even get to KD level. <laughs> is is like, like top 12 all time yeah. right like uh, how is that even possible to compare but i i agree with you i think look hindsight is 2020 20, obviously in like looking back and saying what they should have done but when you when you do look back at it that yeah they probably should have made that move they would look 110 percent different uh they'd have exactly the type of player that you you're talking about like the guy that they're missing is this pull-up shooter who can create advantages, get downhill, kind of first option. Yeah. First option, right? That's the that's the type of guy that they're missing. And yeah, it sucks. It sucks to see because you're right. Hindsight it's, is is 2020. It's, t- it's like, not just it's not like it's Kawhi. It's not like it's one year of KD. It's just it's you've got four more years of KD. And to me it's always even you also you I'm look pretty at sure Scottie, they're okay with the Kawhi thing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah want a yeah, title yeah. like exactly yeah. exactly Masai should be the first person to realize that gamble worked out right so um and the other thing is you watched that first year of scotty did he look like he was gonna average 20 points to you like to me that's he, he's kind of like an evan mobley type where he's gonna be a very good nba player for a long time but i will never bet on him to be that number one guy on a title team or just to be the guy that's gonna end the game shooting the shooting the basketball it's the same right. thing and so why i Anyway, that's no, he's, that's he's, he's like his his ceiling is like being a Draymond Iguodala type player, which is like super useful. But yeah, I want to I want to take this away from this. I got you here. We meant to talk about this. Shout out to Loyal Lightyear's <laughs> listener, Mateo. I know you're celebrating. Yeah, right. We get these uh, we, we get emails and, and tweets from Mateo from Argentina all the time. I want to I ask you guys, how much fun did you have with that game this morning? Let's let's talk a little World Cup before we get us out of here. That's nuts. That was that was an insane game. Um, I think that was like the greatest soccer game ever. If you if you watch that game, that was probably the greatest game ever. Three uh, three going to penalties, the comebacks, the the miraculous goals, Messi doing his thing, Mbappe doing his thing. It was just it was insane to see. And I don't know about you guys, but I was rooting for Messi to get the the World Cup there. So everyone was. I think the only yeah. people that weren't rooting for Messi to win that that that. 
or Americans, right? Were I don't know French people. <laughs> Who was rooting for France? I don't know. Can't name a single person. Uh, I was rooting Maybe for France. Get my France yeah, hat real quick. Yeah, yeah. I was. Who the hell was? It's pretty cool. I mean, I was. It was hard for me to watch that and not think like a little of, you know, Steph winning last year uh, as a first option with Boston and just kind of like I feel like that's kind of always the messy thing. Like anyone who says he's not one of the greatest of all time before this, like, is just trolling. Like he was, but you know, he wanted this one just to silence everyone. That the final thing on like one of the most impressive careers of all time. And I think the thing I actually loved about it most was, did you guys see those shots of Argentina after they won? Oh yeah. Um, Favorite thing in sports. Like I'm sure you can relate to this with when the Raptors won in 2019. Uh, I want to get Andy's opinion on this, but like first time the Warriors won 2015, it's like just the, the unbridled joy in your local community when like your sports team does the thing that you thought they couldn't do. Like you thought like you dreamt of it, but it never happened happening. It's like, it is the most pure feeling and it's probably the most amazing thing ever to watch. Giants 2010 and, <laughs> and Warriors 20 and Warriors 2015. I mean, those are the two times that I mean, I can't come close. Cause it's an entire freaking, I mean, it's, it's San Francisco. It's a Bay Area. Sure. It's like, it's city versus country. Thing. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's similar to that. I, I love the, I love the, the messy stuff point on the, um, Hey, he's the goat. Although my question is like, is Messi actually the goat? I don't know anything about soccer. Is like, is he actually like the Michael Jordan of soccer, undisputed, or is he like a, like a hey, he, he pro- probably is the goat. But you know, we're just saying it because it's a great moment. So I'm all, I'm curious about that. I, I'm sure people are gonna kill me if if I say he is or he isn't. I don't yeah. know shit. Um, I thought that was great. <laughs> you you think you think as you think he's maybe you think he's not. I I would say I mean like yeah it's kind of tough because soccer has changed so much so like Pele and Maradona the the game they played in comparatively is just not the same as what well, that's the same across them. every sport yeah so, yeah like, you know what I mean same. but like but like Jordan was at least a little bit closer than what Pele and Maradona were in terms of like the distance and how much the thing changed it's like comparing Gretzky and the hockey players you see nowadays like bro it's not even comparable they were like. They weren't even wearing helmets and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Baseball is probably the best comp. It's like, I, what, what, what the, what am I doing with like Babe Ruth? Like, I'm looking at some grainy black and white footage. It's like, I get it, I get it. He was better than everyone in his day. You, you can't tell me he's better than Barry Bonds yeah. type of thing, right? Um, or, or you can, or Shohei. Hey, another thing you talked about the the fan, the the create the passion. I think from mm-hmm. from Argentina, dude. You saw it in the players. Um, Di Maria, the guy that the guy that was really good, he scored one of the goals, and then he, he ended up getting taken out. I, I don't know why he got taken; it was really good. He started crying when Messi sco- scored that third goal, um, in the middle of a game. So yeah. I have questions. I feel like it should be sudden death. I feel like that game should have ended. But uh, you can tell you can tell that when he hit that goal, because to me, I was like, is this a, is this the greatest sports moment of all time? Like this is the World Cup. This thirty-five-year-old legend. He's about this or the game-winning goal ever. You see his teammates on the bench. They are crying like it's a fucking movie. I feel like I'm watching something out of Disney, right? Like I feel like that passion you 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 don't see anywhere else outside of sports. You also don't see that in American sports, which is crazy. Uh, I, I think so. Anyway, I, I watched that and I, I felt like crying. And I, I don't want to. I wasn't even. I'm not even Argentinian. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I don't think you can compare playing for your country once every four years. Every like it's a religion yep. to like ninety eight percent of the countries on earth. You know, it's it's like it means more. He's had a better career than Maradona, but like ask any Argentinian up until this, they would still say Maradona's better just because he won the World Cup. You know, yeah. um, it's 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 a it's a different type of thing, and it's it's so pure and. I'm having a hard time thinking of like better neutral sporting events, like not involving, like you have to take out ones that involve like teams. You have personal emotional connections to. I can't think of one that like was better than that. Well, like that was televised like that too, right? Sure. There's, yeah. There's billions of people watching that. I really can't think of one that was that like maybe Usain Bolt doing the hundred meter dash. Like that was also, wow. You know, he broke the record. This is insane. Like that was, I think that, is the last time I could think everybody was talking about this guy, even though they had no idea about anything track related. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we're, we're not watching like the uh, the random track events in August. Of, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also wasn't, it was two great players and great teams. You could obviously, you could tell if I never watched a single second of soccer that Messi and, and Mbappe were the two best players. And found out that they play on the same team, which how, that's not fair with Neymar. <laughs> like, what? How does that make any sense? You talk about talk about stacking the the deck. Um, well, when the Warriors the- got KD, it was a front <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you have those three guys on the same team and and PSG PSG is in, insane? And then um, the level that they were playing at. Somebody tweeted that it looked like the Warriors and Cavs in sixteen seventeen. When it went five games, but the level that LeBron, Kyrie, and Stephen Katie were playing at, which is, I don't know if we've ever seen basketball better than that from two different teams. So, but, but it's basically them go to seven games. Like that game was a five game series. This was them in the championship game, three, three tie, extra tie, like as far yeah. as you can go with two guys that you are know, as great as that. Like, you know, a guy played a fucking great game when literally no one is trying to be like he choked you know there, there's like not a <laughs> there's always someone who will find a way to like say like yeah but you know he could have done this you know and there's no disputing that yeah, yeah it's just like i don't know he had a hat trick dude like what else do you, he had three goals what what more do you and he and he made his penalty what more are you asking for here and that, that yeah. kind of just speaks to just like that yeah I don't want to be like everyone's a winner because I'm sure he's annoyed that they lost. Uh, but like, it's it's cool to see one of those games. There's just greatness against greatness. It's not like someone missing something. S, we appreciate you hopping on. Anything For you want sure. to plug before you get out of here? Uh, no, nothing right now. Just working. Just regularly working. Appreciate you guys letting me on. Have a good one. All right, Andy. We got a couple super chats and voicemails to get to before we get out of here. Let's roll. Awesome. Hitting us up. Stefan Messi parallels. Not sure how this game translates. Toronto might just suck. Not impressed with Barnes. He needs to be more Iggy, less KD. I feel like we kind of hit on this. Yeah, we hit on the first one and the third one, right? So I'll hit on the not sure how this game translates. Toronto might just mm-hmm. suck. That's interesting. Um, let's see how they look at New York. Because uh, some of what the Warriors do nowadays is, is closer to the rest of the NBA. Is mm-hmm. They shoot a lot of threes. Sometimes you just get hot, dude. Sometimes Draymond makes three threes and you start the game <laughs> hot. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just a lot of the Warriors' problems go away if Draymond's a 50% three point. <laughs> you know, I uh, you know they might not lose yeah. the game at 46% oh. tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a it's kind of helpful one. You got you got a good point there. Uh, by the way, we didn't hit on this, but Wiggins doubtful in New York. 
seems seems like they just want to rest the abductor and he'll probably be here for the home stand we'll hit on that stuff after new york okay fine um one other ones raptors get a better guard than fred they take a leap yeah he's still it still angers me watching fred van feet <laughs> you know why and yeah. warriors fans know why it's just get guy he's good he's not that there. he's he wasn't he no. wasn't as good as he was back then that was he had his uh he made a hundred million dollars those uh uh six games it really was like what four games you know yeah good for him. all right tim let's get to the goons hey guys long time fan long time listener uh first time caller can we just talk about why the warriors are so schizophrenic like we can't decide if we're gonna bring it one night or not bring it another night we're in toronto we're we're currently 24 points up and I don't think I could tell you why at all. Can you explain to me why night tonight it's such a such a random occurrence? Whether it's a win or a loss. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs> Man, if I had the answer, I'd be uh, I'd be emailing Joe Lake of being like, "You're paying Steve ten. I'd do it for nine. I uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he'll read it, and he'll read it, and he'll, turf, he'll tell Kirk all about it. I um, I think part of it is just. They can't play defense, and then they they just shoot a bunch of threes. So some nights you're just gonna avalanche a bunch of threes, and things are gonna go go well, and you're gonna have a lot of momentum. And Draymond plays really well, and it carries your defense across. Well, I think that's what happened tonight, but that's not consistent. Like you just you don't have enough guys that can bring defense. Defense yeah. travels. That's the that's the cliche. And unless you got Steph and Clay healthy, and 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 we're talking 2019 Clay. Shooting isn't going to travel, especially when, uh, that's same across every. Right. You know, so, uh. yeah, I mean the Warriors during the dynasty years, elite defense, ball movement and shooting. They don't always have an inside game. They sometimes usually generated off cutting, right? But it's, the defense is always there. They, I don't want to say they're small, but they're smaller on the wings than they typically are. Um, and that's part of the reason they're kind of bad on defense. Like Dante, for as good as he is, a six three. You know, Pool can't guard anyone. Uh, Clay's a step slower, um, and Lamb's tiny. You know, it's like you know, if Kuminga can come into it and they can get someone else who's a little longer, maybe the defense gets a little better. But I, I agree with you, big picture wise. It's if they were playing that normal Warriors top five defense, probably five extra wins just because. You can yeah. ride some of those bad shooting spells. It's that simple yeah. sometimes. They need Draymond to go balls to the wall in order to have that defense. It's just it's not it's not how life works. You can't he's 30 plus. Looney. We're trying to, to we're trying to get him we're trying to get him to May and June, not like you know, right. kill himself in December like he did last year. He might, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is just an appreciation of Jordan Poole coming back, finding his game. What just a superb game tonight for him, and we really needed this. And shout out to Clay Thompson with what seven rebounds? Who would have thunk it? But love to see it. Quality win. Thank goodness. And also, Loon Dog is just—he's just that dude. Okay. Hey, have a great show, fellas. Andy, stay positive. Okay. This is Kareem <laughs> calling from New York. <laughs> That's for me. I love I love how you are now Mr. Negative Karima justice for Sam. Thank you. 
Um, <laughs> I said just as fuck off. <laughs> I deserve uh, that, though. I I deserve that. Uh, she shouted out Looney at the end there. We talked pool. We have not talked Looney. Um, Andy, I know you got some Loon Dog thoughts. I, look, we fought over this. We almost broke up. I almost left the Light Years podcast because of this. But <laughs> I, I was going to choose Gavon Looney as my player of the week this week. Chase, Chase Freedom player of the week this week. Because he, he's so consistent. He battled Joel Embiid in a losing effort on Friday night. I, I, I felt bad for him because he was the only guy that was fighting. Like, it was a team that was either too small or didn't go hard enough. Like Watching Clay that game frustrated me to no end because it, it just like, you get in the paint. Like If you're going to be out there, you got to help him fight. And it was just Looney trying his best against a guy that's it's unstoppable, right? And no Draymond next to him. And he also was huge on the boards, a bunch of assists, even, even scored a bunch of points. Tonight was as solid as ever against a pretty big Toronto team full of wings, Full of just jumpy big guys, energy guys. They may not be great, but full of energy big guys. He's going out to contest threes. He's grabbing rebounds. He's blocking shots. So to me, like that's their rock. And if they, on it, dude, if they lose them, I have no idea, no idea where they go with. Well, that. We're not putting. So, we're not putting that in the universe. Just to, <laughs> just just to be clear, take it, take it, edit, edit it out, Tim. <laughs> I saw a stat by the way that he's plus three in non-Steph minutes, which in the Warriors world, it's basically like plus a million. <laughs> when he's if you're if you're plus without Steph, it's it's insane. One one day we're gonna do a Looney podcast. Um, for and it's gonna be the most hipster episode ever. Eight people listen to it, but they'll love it. Um, Looney definitely should make an all defensive team. I, I wow. you know, it's it's just like I I think he's wow. he just keeps getting better. He's underrated. All right, Tim, get to the next call. <laughs> Yo, great win. Fuck Toronto from now until forever. Dante DiVincenzo, the best white boy on the team since Bogut. <laughs> Sounds like Ty. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, rec- I recognize that voice. Ty, get some sleep. He sounds exhausted. Uh, you ever hear Dante talk, Sam? Um, I have. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand the nickname. I understand why Bomani does the shtick. <laughs> it's not for you and me. <laughs> uh, oh, I love Dante. I love him. I love him. He is quickly becoming one of my favorite Warriors uh, role players ever. Um, he's going to make himself a lot of money next season, man. He's not going to be on this team next season. He's making himself a lot of money. So, oh, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking myself. I'm lying to myself about how he's going to not make money and he's come back. People are going to. Yeah, I think I mean, look, you're you're ninety nine point nine percent right, but I'm I'm lying to myself because he is a perfect warrior player. He just fits the type of like glue guy who does all the little things that make other guys better. He also gives a shit. Like I I would not have pegged Dante to be the one to rally the troops after Steph went down, but it's very clear he did. He plays hard every game rebounds pass like he did, it just does everything it is um yeah i'm just i mean i'm gonna continue lying to myself and being like no one's gonna want to sign him in the offseason anyway to uh, get to the next one. no chance no chance yo so this is probably the best look road win of the season for the warriors and i'm so happy pool decided after this stay on his feet for once instead of falling his face got me into the grand canyon 
but on to more important things. Uh, it's apparently Kerr has this issue with Moody and Lamb minutes, and I understand why Lamb technically can play up a position and Moody couldn't. So how long is it really going to take Moody before he could take, like, let's say, five more minutes from Lamb, per se? Because it's clear that he's kind of more so in the doghouse compared to Lamb. So take it easy, guys, and hopefully they don't get embarrassed in front of friends of the show, Kevin Durant, because we got to bring him home. By the way, shout-out saying it's the best road win of the season. Dude, they have three. <laughs> it's like yes more impressive than houston and minnesota it's i don't know that made me laugh it's I, you gotta laugh because getting mad at the fact that they don't win on the road just isn't good for your health um let's talk moody real quick i don't agree with with steve with the, it's an unnecessarily harsh leash on moody in my opinion and he can he can say it's the turnovers it's shooting too much it's um what was the other thing he said uh you know he's he's kind of like uh he's you know driving without a plan and he needs to play smarter and i get it but like of all the guys i would i would figure he does he deserves just a little longer leash to figure it out he's also i don't even know if he's benched for his defense because i think the more you leave him on the court he is is instinctually pretty smart defensively one-on-one i I see the problems i I see the problems and i i just he's feels like he's getting benched the same reason kaminga is where he's just shooting too much and look i I get it because when you do watch ty jerome who had a good game tonight he does make a lot of really good decisions. The ball doesn't stick. He does make the right pass, and he can stick a three when it's open. And the same kind of goes for Anthony Lamb, who, yeah. you know, uh, rarely does Anthony Lamb try to do too much. I think Anthony Lamb's kind of deficiencies are more obvious because he plays a more important position defensively. Sure. Uh, and he's also he's also tiny, so he doesn't really finish, and he doesn't really do any of that stuff. But, yeah, man, to your point, again, tonight's not the night. And to Karima's call earlier, I got to be more positive, especially on nights they win by 20-plus points, right? And I'm kind of annoyed out there. So tonight tonight it works out to Steve's point, but I think the developmental stuff, they, I don't know, there, there has to be some type of plan at some point because it's obvious Kaminga needs to be on the floor, and it's becoming pretty obvious, Sam. I agree with you that Moses Moody should be out there more and yeah. more, and it's only going to help him. Game fifty, game sixty, and and pretty much in the postseason. How long can they ride Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb till the end of the season? What about the postseason if they get there? So, um, it's still in it. It's still. I feel like it's still going to be an issue. They won tonight, so he'll keep doing it. So, um, there's that. But I would I would still like to see. I saw Kaminga had an ice pack on the bench, so maybe so maybe tweak something. But hopefully he's all right. For do you say they've got a back to back? They've got one in New York and then Brooklyn, right? So they're, those guys are going to play. And maybe you can go and steal one in, in both those spots if, if those guys play better. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back. Appreciate you.